My notes include, in all caps, yes, 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 and <laughs> flying around being a, in all caps, goddamn hero. Welcome, everyone, to a Rhythm Encounter we recorded over four months ago. Wait, wait, no. Okay, so here's the deal. I moved to Japan, and then I didn't have internet for a month. And joining me today to discuss those things is my co-host. Hi, guys. Caitlin Argeros, Lynn Cazero on the boards. And my co-co-host. Hi, Mike Salbato, Mike on the boards. Who at this point I probably can't call Coco host since by now you've listened to the halfway episode they recorded where they were the, the hosts and no, I was not no. there. So he's still the Coco host. Oh yeah, I'm still Coco host. Oh, okay, good. You're still Coco host. Alright. Yeah. So but because I just played a lot of Phoenix Wright, they were Apollo Justicing in my absence and running the courthouse or whatever. I haven't played Apollo Justice yet, so I can't I don't know if that's a good reference, but I wanted to say it anyway, because I'm in love with Phoenix right now and you're gonna hear lots of music from it. But not today. But anyways, we recorded this episode that you're about to listen to uh, back in July. So yeah. the recent tracks that we had are, in fact, no longer recent and also no longer featured on the front page of the music section. So we decided to just excise them for now because this is the beginning of a three-episode block that will feature battle themes, boss themes, and final boss themes. Uh, this one being the battle themes, of course. So rather than re-record the introductory sequence with the recent tracks, which was lost when my computer exploded, sadly, in a tragic freak gasoline fight accident. We just decided that we'd record this new intro to explain things to you, and things will slowly start to unravel themselves and no longer be quite so temporally confused. But in any case, I believe Mike will be editing the episode again since I lost the completed version of it. And Mike is a gracious person, so tell him how much you care about his work and... What a big fan you are of him. And please continue listening to episode 23 of Rhythm Encounter. We have come to our main topic of the day. We're going to talk about battle themes. They're awesome. We love them. Uh, maybe we could play some battle themes from Rogue Galaxy. Maybe we won't. I don't know. I picked the first track in our upcoming block, and it is from a game that I remember when it came out, I was living with my best friend, and we were in high school, and I was you know, staying at his place while I, my family moved, and I didn't want to live in my aunt's house. And uh, so we rented this game, Magna Carta Tears of Blood, from Gamefly, because everybody said how good it was. And it is a terrible, horrible game <laughs> that sucks and has bad voice acting and stupid <laughs> cliches. And I don't understand how it's so popular. But the music is incredibly good. Maybe, maybe, I'd, maybe I'd appreciate it more now. I don't know. It's, it, but when we played it, I was just like, this is terrible. Like, your main character at the start of every attack will, would say, it was over before it started. Every time he attacked. And I'm like, no, it's clearly not, because we're still going. I, I, I don't get it. But whatever, the music was awesome, and I was, you know, I was paging through YouTube trying to find some picks for this episode, and I realized, A, we haven't played any music from it, and B, this particular battle theme was so good that even though I barely played the game past maybe 15 hours, I remembered this song for being awesome. So the second battle theme from Magna Carta Tears of Blood is first. Mike, you have the second pick? Yeah, I picked... Um, unknowable Geometry from Sword and Sorcery, which is, maybe it's a stretch that it's a battle theme since there's like three battles in the game, but it, it's a really interesting, well, I'll explain more about the song after, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. Awesome game too. And then I had the last pick. I picked Elf 
from Jeanne d'Arc, the level five reimagining of the Jeanne d'Arc, of Joan of Arc story. Really great PSP strategy RPG that everyone should play and love. I have beaten that game, actually. I thought it fell apart at the end, but I think every level five game falls apart at the end. But that game was really cool. Well, before we talk any further, then, let's go ahead and take a listen to the second battle theme from Magna Carta, Unknowable Geometry and Elf.
So, I was pretty harsh in my assessment of Magna Carta, but that's only because I remember it being terrible. Um, we, you know, I, I remember, I, I actually think I read RPG fans review of it before I was at the site and like that's what convinced me to get it and I just like it did not click with me and my friend but I just love there's a lot of battle themes in it and it's actually a Korean developed game which is really cool uh, Atlas published it in the US so you know we didn't get a whole lot of those in the PS2 era if I recall so it has like a really interesting visual style and all that and the music is very like you know I, I, I feel that the track we played in particular has a very like battle march-esque type thing it's very epic and dramatic and this is important and you know they're calling their game Magna Carta so certainly they're trying to pull up some historical illusions there but uh, no I thought it was a really cool track and I wanted to share it. Funnily enough it kind of reminds me of Soul Calibur music. Oh yeah kind of. Like I, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. I just I was thinking this would fit in a Soul Calibur game perfectly. Like, you could hear the announcer: "This battle of the Magna Carta is fight between Kick and that guy." <laughs> that that guy. guy. I'm sorry. I, for some reason, my millions of hours playing that game, and I couldn't remember anyone's name other than Killick, or Link, or Spawn, depending on your platform. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a good one. It's kind of uh, how do you describe that? I don't want to say medieval, but maybe. Feels well, like you'll be playing behind a marching army. Yeah, yeah. It's also like the instrumentation choices sound very similar to what they've, well, what they did. I haven't played Soul Calibur in a while, but like the two, three, four, those era of Soul Calibur games, you know, having the, the background strings sort of create the beat and the using brass for the melody kind of reminds me of what they would do. For the music on Soul Calibur. No, that's a great, great comparison. I, I, I would not have thought of that, but definitely now I can certainly hear where that would come from. I feel like this should be playing in the background of the Soul Calibur level. Ring out! Oh yeah. Uh, Maybe they'll do some Soul sort Cal of they'll do some sort of crazy uh, secret character, and it's a Magna Carta character in this place. <laughs> None of the female characters with their crazy boobs. Okay, please. But that would fit perfectly with Soul Calibur. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, you're right. It would. Oh no, I've given them a great idea. Or at least Ivy in particular, and Taki oh. as the series went on, they were just like, yeah, Taki has quadruple D's. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, they um, became dead or alive with their boob physics. But you know what though? There is a there is a set of fans who would love to see Magna Carta characters in Soul Calibur. Because yeah. I'm sure it's not a it's not a series that really gets mentioned much anymore. Kind of like Shadow Rides. Speaking of something that has not mentioned much lately, but was very cool when it came out, that's not a good comparison, but Sword and Sorcery, I that was such a weird, cool game with like crazy music and strange social media incorporation, but a noble geometry is not what you would think when you think battle theme, and I think the title is really apt, because it's it's sort of this weird, displacing song that... You know, it's it's certainly different from you know the Magna Carta track. It's not a traditional. You know, I don't feel like I'm marching into battle. I feel like I'm lurking in some abstract hallways. Well, I mean, just yeah. battles in general in that game. Like, it, it wasn't really a game with battles. There were th two or three specific battles, but generally it was an adventure game. So they were you know very they were interesting sequences. It's not something you normally hear. Just a few places. Yeah, like, because if I recall, too, when I played it, like, there's even, like, the first area you leave, you're not even fighting, you're, like, escaping from a ghost or something. Yes. Oh, God, that song is terrifying. Yeah, that was, it was such a, that was such a, I know, I hate to say quirky, because I usually use that in a derogatory way, but it is a really weird and quirky sort of game. Yeah, yeah, I must very, confess, very interesting. I've had this on my iPad for a while, because it was one of the, they had a 
special where they had a bunch of free games mm. for download. So it's been sitting on my iPad for months and I haven't touched it. And I keep meaning to. I, I was the same way. I had it on when I first got an iPod Touch and like it came out. I was like, I'm going to try this because it was originally only on pads, I think. And then like a smaller yeah. version came out on phones. Yeah. And it, it took me seriously. I think it took me like four years to finally play it. Like, like <laughs> I got it two years before I moved to Ohio and then played it while I was in Ohio and finished it right before I moved here. So it took me forever. It's 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 like an afternoon game, though. I, I think I did the whole thing in like two sittings. That's it, what I it's heard, a yeah. fun little experience. But yeah, the 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 version that we played is kind of interesting because the battles, the few battles there are, are kind of rhythm based, it, and how you perform in battle changes the tone and the pitch of the song. So the soundtrack, you're just listening to the song straight through, but that's not really how you hear it in game. In game, oh. it varies depending on how you do in the battle. So it's, it's, oh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it's probably more effective in the game, but it's still just this bizarre, ominous sound, and I, I love it. Yes, that's. I literally wrote down ominous when I was <laughs> writing I said ominous, creepy chord progression. So that, yeah, we're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. Um, I like the synths that they used. It actually kind of reminded me of Genesis-era synths, and I, can, I think that kind of fits the sort of, you know, retro art style that they use in the game, too. I think I get a little more of a Sega CD sound style from it, but that's a, a distinction that is probably specific to my nerdiness. But uh, it's the kind of game and the kind of soundtrack that people who don't like indie games would love to point out as the worst part of indie gaming because it's weird and abstract and like story based and. But that's the best thing about indie games. I totally no, I totally agree. But like you know, if you, if you are adamantly opposed to indie games because they are quote hipster this is about as hipster as you can get it's a game that lets you hashtag your progress as you play it <laughs> so i mean <laughs> which is probably really weird now like if you play it now and start using that like you'll be like the only person on twitter posting that probably yeah like i remember there was there was an interesting way of telling the story though like you know because it, it was like there was a unique piece of dialogue that it would tweet for every single part of the game and like it was always like some like quirkily written thing that well, was also related to what you're doing. It's just it's it's a really interesting experimental game. We should should make Rob play it so we can hate it. Yeah. Well, I think the tweets were all in. Uh, if I recall, they were all third person. So like, if you went and did this and you found this like little cabin in the woods, the tweet would be like, "We found a cabin in the woods, and it was really interesting." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But great soundtrack, and we've played a few tracks from it before. And I played tons of Scythian Steps, the Japanese arranged version of the soundtrack. Amazing music. Listen to it all. Okay, so, uh, Dark. I don't remember how I first heard about this game, but I thought it was really interesting, you know, telling the Joan of Arc story, making it a strategy RPG, and of course it was level 5, and I I think at that point I had played Dark Cloud, the first one, and that was it, so I was, I was interested. This plays, like, very early on, one of, like, the first forest battles, and unfortunately, I don't know what they did when they released the soundtrack, it does not sound the same as it does in the game, it sounds better. In the game, almost everything in the soundtrack sounds kind of flat and worse. Interesting. But I remembered loving this piece. It's so kind of melancholy, the way it plays, with the harp sort of constantly being in the background, and the, the melody is pretty minor. But it was it stuck with me, and I, I, I wish that it played more in the game because it was so beautiful. Yeah, and you know, strategy RPGs are the kind of game that can really get away with a battle theme like this too, because if you think there's uh, one of the forest battle themes in FF Tactics, 
And then there's a track in uh, Tactics Over 2 that is very much like, you wouldn't imagine two sides are clashing and trying to kill each other to this song, but it works in that context. Like, all I can think of when I hear this is I, I remember the game reasonably well, but like, being in the forest and you're at that like three quarters isometric angle thing. And yeah. It just, it, it definitely creates that place. Because, you know, you're, I think it's because you're not, like, it's not fast-paced by any means. It's you're, no. you're picking your commands one at a time very slowly. And, you know, so this, this sort of works for that. And, I mean, it was an interesting experience because I hadn't played a lot of strategy RPGs. Tactics was my first. And I was kind of comparing it directly to Tactics throughout my playthrough. And there were things that I liked and didn't like about what it did. But I still really thought it was a great game. Pretty unique to have a a historical tale and tweak it into a fantasy RPGs and that the track works really well because it's pretty unique sounding too. Yeah, absolutely. That was what I originally liked about it because I, I sort of have a history of strategy RPGs of I played Final Fantasy Tactics and then all of the ones I played after I thought were terrible. You know, it's, it, I, you know, I was just expect I, all I ever wanted from a tactics game after Final Fantasy Tactics was basically Final Fantasy Tactics. You know, I played the Disgaea series and didn't like it. I played uh, Stella Deus and like all of that series of strategy RPGs didn't like any of them and like I this was the first one that I sort of liked after tactics and then I mean I I have the level 5 philosophy of everything level 5 makes is terrible in the last quarter I but I really liked this game when it was you know a sort of fantastical retelling of Jeanne d'Arc and you know you had like your animal people and that sort of thing and once it sort of veered away from that is when I thought it fell a little bit, but definitely the music, I think, is consistent throughout. Yes. And this is a great song that sort of exemplifies the game. Speaking of great songs that exemplify games, Caitlin, what is next? We have Bombardment 1 yes. from Skies of Arcadia. Yes. Which I kind of say, I think I like it more than the second Bombardment, although for different reasons. This is the ship battle music that plays, like, when you're first getting the tutorial for how ship battles work. Yay. Everybody uh, should be excited about that. Yes. And then, Stephen, I think you had the next pick. Yes, I did. So, very, very brief history in this game. I finally played it. It wasn't good, or at least I didn't like it. Uh, that's the theme here, I guess, with my <laughs> track so far. But uh, the, I, I didn't know anything about this series. It's a long-running series. And I saw the trailer in, like, 2009 or 2010, whenever the game was about to come out. And I didn't know what it was, but this battle theme was the theme in the trailer, and this is the main battle theme from Glory of Heracles from the DS one, which I think is like the seventh entry or something. Can't remember exactly what. Game is... I, I take it back. The game is not bad. The game is sort of middling to enjoyable-ish, but this battle theme is so dramatic. I just absolutely love it. I was hooked from the moment I heard this in a trailer, and it made me want to get the game, and I did. And then I didn't like it, and I sold it, and I recently rebought it for a dollar just because I like the battle theme so much. In my head, I was supporting the soundtrack. I don't know. Speaking of games with amazing music, Mike. I, I'm going to ruin your segue. I had no idea that was a series. Yep. Maybe I should have known that, but I did not. Uh, I didn't know until somebody told me way after I played it. Wow. Okay, yes. But so, it goes back to like the NES. And none of them ever came out here until that one. I th think? Maybe. I, I just remember seeing that at E3 one year. Nintendo's like, hey, here's this game. And everyone was like, where'd this come from? <laughs> anyway, so my pick for this block is Don't Be Afraid which is the battle theme from Final Fantasy VIII, and one of my favorite Final Fantasy battle themes. I, I try to like be careful and not pick a lot of Final Fantasy, or even Square, but I'm like, if I'm going to pick one Final Fantasy, it needs to be this one. I know, I'm a harsh taskmaster. I'm forcing everybody to diversify. 
It, yeah, no. What we're going to do is when we play Don't Be Afraid, I want everybody to, because you all know the timing of swinging your gun blade and putting it on your shoulder to start the battle. Right in that one part of the first part of the song. Well, let's go ahead and take a listen. We got Bombardment 1, Battle Theme, and Don't Be Afraid. Thank you. 
place for the first time when you're escaping Valua and you're getting your introduction to how ship combat works, which, and that, by the way, was one of my favorite parts of the game. I loved how they kind of had that be its own thing, and it was different from, you know, face-to-face combat. You had a grid to fit your attacks into and everything. And the music is, I think this is one of my favorite battle themes in the game, just because of the way the beat kind of moves you along. There's a great sense of urgency. I love how the strings are used both in the background and then in the melody, kind of flying around each other to create harmony. And uh, the, the swell sort of at 40 seconds in, oh, yes. when it kind of goes bum-bum-bum, is bum, 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 so great. It's just, I, this is one of those tracks, you know, if someone asked me for great RPG music just in general, I would give it to them. Yeah, well, there's a reason we had Skies of Arcadia in our very first episode in many sense, because it's amazing. My notes include, in all caps, yes, 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 and <laughs> flying around being a, in all caps, goddamn hero. So, uh, that's how I feel about this song. Do you like flying that's... or something? I like being a hero, and that's what you do in Skies of Arcadia. You go on adventures, and you fly a pirate ship, and you're a hero. So, the, those are basically your prerequisites to doing anything correctly. Do you like <laughs> swinging? Oh boy. Ah, I can take it or leave it. <laughs> Rogue Galaxy's regular battle theme I like better. Is, um, I, I can't remember, because it's late in the song there. Is that like the main theme or the main overworld? Like, there's a little tiny, like a string motif or something that I feel like is from another track, but I can't place it. When it's like dun 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 dun, that part. Uh, I don't think it's the main overworld theme, but it is a motif that appears in a few of the songs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay, it's so I'm not crazy? No, you're not well, crazy. not in this particular scenario. <laughs> okay, good. Speaking of crazy, Glory of Heracles, again, a game I could not, I can barely tell you anything about. I played it and thought it was middling, but man, I love that song. That main bridge around 40 seconds is just, that was the main part of their trailer, and I was like, yeah, all right, bot. That's, um... That's the only part I like. That track <laughs> is is like the bridge into the refrain. That's you know, and it's cool. I like that melody. It's just the rest of it kind of doesn't do anything for me. Well, the game doesn't really do anything for me, so so touche. <laughs> but no, I I that song reminds me. Well, not of Golden Sun because I love Golden Sun, but you know, just it's so. I don't know. There's something about that melody that hooks me every time. I hate being super generic like this, but it it. It has an interesting... I guess if you've played the games, you'll understand it. It gives me like an early PS1-era RPG vibe. I can see that, yeah. I was actually about to say the same thing. Oh, okay. I don't really know how else to explain that. I think it's a good thing. Any comparison to PS1-era RPGs is a good thing. Depending on the RPG, I guess, but yeah. Yeah. Now, will I play the game for this? Based on what you told me? Probably not. It's $3 at GameStop, Mike. I know, but GameStop's all the way over there. It is all the way over there. (laughs) But they sell retro games now for double the price. Okay, I knew they were taking... Okay, I didn't know they were doing that. I knew they were taking trade-ins again. Traders. Speaking of games that we do remember more fondly and can remember vividly and have amazing music... And something and something. Are we passing that to me? I was going to, but now I'm stealing it back. Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack is so different from Final Fantasy VII, and that's part of what I love about it, is that I love Final Fantasy VII's music, and it has... 
it's, it's very distinctive. You know FF7. But Final Fantasy VIII, I think, is equally distinctive for totally different reasons. And that's that so much of that soundtrack feels well-suited to the theme. You know, I, I really feel like Uematsu knew narratively and, like, thematically what was happening in that game really well. Like, you know, just that main drum roll, that... Behind the battle theme is just... It really feels like you're a group of military cadets going into battle. I just think, and that informs so much of the music in that game, right from the very intro when you get that cool black and white pan of all the characters. Just that the battle theme is just a great exemplification of a soundtrack that really captures the atmosphere of that game. Oh, great. I like. I, I couldn't say anything better than that. Hey, I like man. the main melody. I wish it didn't take like 45 seconds to get to it. I think one of the problems I have with this track is that it. it it feels like it takes a while to get going, and I like—it's fine. I like it as a piece of music, but in in the game, I don't know. It didn't always work for me. I end up liking Laguna's main battle theme and the boss themes better overall. I like Laguna's battle theme a lot, and I think when I first played the game, I liked it better. But now I think I've come around to liking this one better, uh, mostly because I just envisioned Squall phasing into a battlefield from invisibleness and swinging a gun blade. I was joking about this when we were listening to it, but I think you should like create a RPG exercise program where we listen to music and I don't know, imitate the characters. Like your exercise is lifting the gunblade and then swinging it at the right time and then repeat. Probably Squall's thing. Actually, Solosi suggested we do a workout themed episode of songs that are good for working out, which is just going to have a whole lot of dance music, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That would be okay. that we could do that'd be fun. We could call it swinging the gunblade. Oh boy. I like it. See, and I brought swinging back in that too. Yeah. I get double credit. Thing oh. <laughs> of double credit, double duty. Mike, what is up next? What next? Um what is next? Oh You picked it. Yeah, I did. Do uh, it. Next is Battle Two, which was originally unreleased from Chrono Trigger. Although Steven reminded me that they ended up putting the song back in the game in the DS version. In all the um, add-on fetch quests, but it's a great song, and I think unless you bought the soundtrack, you probably didn't hear it until the DS one came out. So it's very different from the other battle theme, but it's interesting. And after that, Caitlin, I have a relatively new pick. It's "Steel for Humans" from The Witcher Yay. Three, um, one of I the best. The ellipsis. Oh, I'm sorry. Dot dot dot. Steel for Humans. It's like Squall announced the name of the title. <laughs> Oh, well, then I had to say it like dot, 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 steel for humans, because whatever. he's all solid and whatever. <laughs> um, Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder. But yeah, this is an awesome battle theme from Witcher 3. Well, they're all awesome, but this is one of the most awesome battle themes for reasons Absolutely. that I will talk about when we after we listen to it. And then Steven? I picked from one of my favorite soundtracks ever, from my favorite composer ever. Uh, we did a lot of... Radiant Historia in our time travel episode, but I left this one out, and I'm a fool, Harry Potter, and I will lose everything, because Blue Radiance is fantastic. So let's go ahead and take a listen to the unreleased battle theme from Chrono Trigger, Steel for Humans, and Blue Radiance.
Yeah, so I continue to be sad that that song was not in the game. I think it's really... I don't know why they cut it. Like, I've never read an interview of why it was removed. Uh, the only thing I can think of is maybe it was too similar to, like, some of the boss themes. Or maybe they, they didn't know where to put it. Like, what kind of battle was it going to be for? Because it's definitely... I think it sounds like some of the boss themes. It's way more... It's heavier, I guess, or more dramatic than the regular battle theme. Well, especially that... That part is, like, so... Mitsuda. It's very Mitsuda, but it's Mitsuda in Xenogears, not Mitsuda yes. in Chrono Trigger. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, true. It, it's I, very, like... Like, Chrono Trigger is a, is a heavy story, but it's also a little more happy than Xenogears. Yeah. It's a, a little bit. less terrifying nightmare. Yeah, I, I literally wrote down the same thing, that it reminded me of something else from Mitsuda, and I thought it was Xenogears, maybe boss music. I couldn't quite, you know, tell, but yeah, that's literally what I wrote. Yeah, I, I just wrote a really bad attempt at an ASCII doge, so I, that's my comments came from the heart. I have to say, it sounds really good for, you know, SNES-era synths. Like, I wasn't expecting it to sound quite as good, but then again, maybe I haven't listened to SNES-era music in a while, so... Oh, man. You should just go on YouTube and type in best SNES soundtracks and just enjoy your entire afternoon. It would be glorious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm not even... Like, I, I grew up with Genesis. I love Genesis. Genesis has some great soundtracks and can do really cool stuff that the SNES can't. But there's also... You know, there's a lot more potential to abuse the Genesis, whereas SNES just has a lot of, like, totally glorious sound fonts. Like, you know, you know Secret of Monorail when you hear it. You know Chrono Trigger. You know Mario. It's just freaking glorious. And go, go listen. Speaking of stuff you should go listen to, all of Witcher 3 soundtrack. Yes, listen to it. Oh, yeah. Witcher, well, you, you'll have a hard time doing that, though, because the existing release is like 30 tracks and the game has like 90. Yeah. Uh, listen, Western PC RPG developers, stop that! <laughs> Please, we love your music. We want to listen to it. We will pay you for it if you will just give us all of it. It's, it's a tradition that's also, you know, I think it just comes down from the fact that they also did films that way. Like, you know, films often don't have complete score releases, and that's stupid. Stop yeah. it. Was Divinity, was that one like that too? Or? Divinity was like that, uh, and part of it, I think, in The Witcher's case is licensing, because, like, every composer has different licensing contracts, I think. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's the case or if, you know, it's only what we can fit on a physical disc, but... There's so much good music in The Witcher 3, and it's a lot of the same reasons that I love Heavensward. You know, they just, they take that main melody, and they, they every area has a thematic, and they, they do such a good job of, of wrapping it up into everything you hear, and just really capturing that, that area in the music. And the style of the music is really perfect, perfect fit for the game, because it feels different from other soundtracks, even other Western RPG uh, soundtracks. It feels like it really kind of fits the sort of northern European fantasy that they're going for. And this track in particular, with the vocals, reminds me so much of a, a Finnish folk group that I love called Vartina. And uh, obviously, you know, Finland is different, it's not Poland, but they're somewhat close together, and I feel like some of the culture might sift between the two of them. Anyway, long story short, I like the vocals. They're really awesome. I love... The rolling drums and the strings, all of it sounds interesting and unique and different from ye old, well, ye old Final Fantasy. Yeah, no, I think the vocals are one of the strongest parts of the Witcher 3 soundtrack. You know, we have an interview with Mikolai Strowinski, and I hope I didn't butcher his name, 
also the composer of Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which has great music too. And we featured it on Music of the Year. Da, 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 da. But the, uh, all three of the Witcher games have great music, and there's a, the main Witcher theme that has been sort of carried forward from the first game here. But the vocals, I think, are one of the strongest things that give the Witcher its sense of place, because uh, he talks about, you know, the culture that these vocals are drawn from, and they're actually... I think, you know, I think some of them are from actual folk songs that have been incorporated in to sort of cre- give this a taste of reality in a world that is striving for reality, even as it is fantasy. Uh, and the music recreates that, you know, like, especially since this is the, the battle theme that plays often when you fight bandits or other humans, you know, it gives you the sense that you are in battle with humanity, you know, I don't know. It's a great song, and I'm just talking out of my butt to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about for an awesome song. But that's the but, case. But don't you always? Not always. Oh. I would oh. say like 90, <laughs> 90% of the time I'm half doing that. <laughs> <laughs> You're half talking out of your butt. Caress. Caress. Wow, I meant to say correct. Wow. That's worse than swinging. Who are you caressing? Sorry. Well, no, it's because I'm looking at a menu for food and I was looking at the word dressings and then I was going to say correct, but then I went caressings. Okay, so my nickname is... Look, I just want some julienne turkey, okay? Leave me alone. <laughs> you go away. Radiant Historia has a wonderful soundtrack. And I've said it a million times, so I'm not going to belabor it. But, you know, the, all the battle themes are great. It's, you know, that year Shimamura did Radiant Historia and Xenoblade. Uh, I, it might have, there might have been a little more time between them. But, you know, this was, you know, these soundtracks both came to my attention around the same time. And... I remember listening to Xenoblade and being surprised that I found Ace Plus's tracks to be the best. And then I think I made a, a comment in Radiant Historia's soundtrack review at one point. I didn't even review that, but that's where she was putting all of her time. And I think it's one of her best standalone works by far. You know, Legend of Mana is great. Uh, you know, it's part of a series, but just it, it, there's multiple movements in this song. It's a DS with that such layering that she's so skilled with, like that really high tempo percussion in the background and the violin and... Ugh, I love it. It you know the uh, I've I've revised my stance on Radiant Historia in recent years too. I still adore the game as a whole, but I do think the battles are a little bit tedious. But one thing that keeps them from becoming as tedious as they could be is how good that main battle theme is. I'm ashamed to say I never finish this. I keep meaning to go back to it, but there's always other stuff I have to get through first. Yeah, and tough. the music is what makes me want to go back to this game because it's mm-hmm. so good. I mean, this I love this battle theme. I also love the uh, the boss music and the final boss music is also great. Something magical about when the bass and the beat kicks in. Like, I, I don't know that I've heard that in a lot of places before. Certainly probably not stuff other than what Shimomura's done, so... Yeah, absolutely. Like the That's the thing is that the layering there is what really gets me, is that you have so many different interesting instruments, layers, whatever you want to call them. I need more music vocabulary. Blah. But it's, you know, it's just so hate dramatic. I hate dramatic as a term, but it is. It, it feels epic. I, I can be bought by epic battle themes. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Shimamura makes all of the epic battle themes. Gravitas. It, my roommate is sending me uh, synonyms right here. Oh, I gotta say it in a different voice. Gravitas. Yeah. yeah Call me Velvet Thunder. <laughs> okay. He's quoting Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I need, I was quoting the deepest voice man I know of. But yeah, no, great song. Oh, hey, I get to pick the next track, too. So for our final block, I'm very excited. I'm sort of, I, I saved this one for last because it's, I think it's actually the oldest song we're going to play. No, Chrono's, Chrono's older. The oldest song I've picked, certainly. 
But this is the Celestia Battle theme from Tales of Eternia, which is the first import game I played in my PSP. It's the first Tales game I think I played after Abyss and Symphonia. Yeah, that I actually finished. And, you know, on the surface, it's sort of badly translated and it seems cliche, but something about Eternia is just better than a lot of the recent Tales games. I don't know if maybe it's, you know, nostalgia or what, but the battle system in that one is super fast and punchy. But most importantly, I think it's one of Sakuraba's best soundtracks. I actually think I might like it better than Tales of Fantasia in terms of Tales soundtracks. But just there's so much, again, we'll go with layering here, but, you know, this is intensely Sakuraba, but also, for me, has such a more memorable battle theme. And Davey, I think, called it a guitar patch. I don't know. I just copy whatever Davey says about a song, and then I sound like I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, Celestia Battle, and then Mikey had the next one. Yeah, I picked Critical Hit from Wild Arms, and it was, I forget what I picked last time, Wild Arms, but every time I think of a Wild Arms pick, I'm always torn between the original and Ultra Code F, because there's some I like way more in the new one, and some I like more in the original. But this is the original version. Oh, and, it's a great, and then great song. I have the last pick for the block, and I picked what appeared in Eternity's End from Tales of Graces. Rather unique sounding track that plays in a well, rather unique area game that I'll try not to spoil while I talk about when we talk about it. Because I don't think Steven's played it. I don't know. Oh, no, I have not. Let me raise that. No, I have not played it, but I, I plan to because I, for some reason, think I might like it better than Excelia. But before we talk further, Celestia Battle, Critical Hits, and What Appeared in Eternity's End. And I picked two Tales tracks in one block. How did I do that?
So, you know, I, I talked a lot about this beforehand and, you know, we, I think we were on a retro encounter where I was discussing why I really like this battle theme. And it's that, you know, we, I know I said this about the rating Historia too, but like there are a lot of different layers to this song that are doing really interesting things musically. Like there's the drum that's like, and then like, you know, you have the, the synth that's sort of distorting itself over everything else. And then you have that main melody, like, but that part when it's like right around uh, 35 seconds, you know, where you get to that main melody or no, it's, I think it's around like 50 seconds, but it's that it's the battle theme for at this point, it's, I think become a trope in the Tales series, but I think this is the first game that did. There's a second world and this is from Celestia and it's just, it really sets the structure that the other games start to follow where like, you know, you have like Silverant and Tethayala and Symphonia and the second battle theme is sort of more otherworldly, but also intense and calls back to the original battle theme in some ways, not, you know, in terms of an actual melody, but in structure. And, you know, this, it works so well with the rhythm of the battles in this game. Cause you know, you get Reed and he runs up and he's like bouncing through the air as the drum is bouncing up and down too. It's just super cool. Great game. An awesome song. I don't have much to say about this one. Um, definitely reminds me of Star Ocean 2 music, at least the, the sense, but I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I really loved his music when I was playing, you know, the sort of older era games of it where, where, he, where he scored them, but I guess, I don't know, maybe I've gotten seduced by better sense, and when I go back and listen to this stuff, it doesn't always do it for me as much. I mean, Star Ocean 2... I give it a pass because I love the game, but sometimes, I don't so know. You, so you've played Eternian? No, I haven't. Oh, you haven't? Okay. No. See, it's interesting, because like, I know you, you're, you are often our defender of Sakuraba on the show. Not that, I, not that he needs defense in particular, his work speaks for itself, but uh, it's, it's just funny, because like, I tend to prefer earlier Sakuraba, and it seems like you seem to prefer his older material, although you like Star Ocean too, so. I mean, well, I prefer his more recent material. That's what you, that's you're getting at, right? That you like his older stuff and I like his more... Yeah, like, you know, if I was the hipster, I'd say I liked him before he was cool. Yeah, I mean, I, like, yeah, like I said, I like Star Ocean's two's music, I don't know, partly maybe because it was my first Sakuraba scored game, so it holds a special place in my heart. But even then, there are parts in that soundtrack that I kind of like, eh, it's okay. I, I, I feel like he got a little bit more complex as... He kept scoring, you know, more and more recent things. So. Yeah, no, he definitely. There was that period of time where, you know, I think, I think his mid, like the middle of the tale series, is where I think his work was the most sort of copy paste. And now I think now he's getting more towards trying to be experimental because it's like, you know, Namco Bandai knows what they want out of a tale soundtrack, and I think when they loosen up on the leash and let them experiment more, you get the best Tales songs. Like, look at most of the stuff from Zestiria. I find that the wacky experimental stuff is the best. And in when we talk about your track, Caitlin, I'm going to make a very similar comment that it doesn't sound very Tales-like. Mm-hmm. I, will, I will talk about it, but yeah, it's great. Go I ahead. never played Eternia either. I, I remember when they brought it out here, and of course it was called Tales of Destiny 2, because they assumed <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. And then Tales of Destiny 2 happened in Japan, and they're like, well, now we don't know what to do. And then they released it. <laughs> then they, didn't they also release Tales of Destiny 2 here, and then they had to call it something else? 
did they? I feel like they never did, unless I just forgot. I don't think they Maybe did. Maybe they didn't, because it was PS2. Actually, you know, I don't think they did. Yeah, which is sad, because it's the one Tales game I've played all the way through, Destiny, and I would have actually bought the second one. Yeah, Destiny was my first one, although I didn't realize it was a series, and then I went back and played Fantasia on Game Boy and Symphonia. Like, I had, like, the weirdest order to play them, and <laughs> somehow didn't connect. They were all related. Speaking of all being related, Michiko Naruke is a hero. We, sh- we don't deserve her talent. <laughs> and Wild Arms 1 has an amazing soundtrack. I agree. The first thing I was going to say, I already said, didn't I? The, I like this one more than... I think this one has more of a impact than the Altercode F1. Because the Altercode F, a lot of it's more... I don't know if it's really orchestrated, but it's arranged differently. And I don't know. I, I, I like the feel of the original one on this one more. I totally... It's like, it's not muddier, but it feels like it punches a little harder in, like the, in the high yeah, parts. yeah. And, you know, it's it's interesting, too, because, you know, playing back now, Wild Arms clearly has Western influences and certainly the music, but I didn't, I don't really feel like the series picked up that Wild West motif as hard as it did until the third one. And this one does not remind me of the Wild West. Like, I don't feel like this is a, a Western battle theme. I feel like this is a JRPG battle theme from the PS1 era that is awesome. And not to say that it's not great, but, you know, in that... This is another one that I feel like suits the battles really well because, you know, you, you jump into battle right during the exciting part and then it sort of tapers off for a second. And that's the part where, you know, you're choosing your commands and everyone is frozen stock still because the game doesn't animate unless you're attacking. <laughs> that game is weird if you go back to it, man. Yeah, I I didn't think about that because there are some, like, there's a lot of tracks in the first one that have, a, like, an Old West theme, but, yeah, the battle doesn't. This, like, this... every time you pick a, tra- a Wild Arms track, I'm just reminded that I never played these games and I really need to. <laughs> I, I always absolutely play them. I sit down and try to play it every few years because I've seen most of the game. It just I haven't played it myself. And as soon as I open the menu and get to the part where you can customize at a pixel level all of your menu icons and backgrounds, I do that for like six hours and then I don't play the game. <laughs> so, sort of like when you get mad at me when I build uh, my gummy ship and it's just a, a nightmare of squares and yours is like this immaculately built barn. Oh, no, I don't get mad at you. I think it's hilarious. It terrifies me. Like, you just Steven, filled, filled up the whole box of, like, with just crap everywhere. He's just trying to, you know, test the laws of physics. You know, what can I get away with, with and, and have it actually still fly? Turns out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing has to be connected. It just all no. has to be there. It's just, my KH2 Final Mix ship is literally just, like, triangles that aren't connected. Yeah. Floating like debris. Stacked tri- yeah, it looks like floating debris that's held together by a light gravitational field. <laughs> it's quality work. I, I am proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. So, moving on to my pick, uh, we have some more Sakuraba, although we were trying to figure out whether or not this was composed by him or the other composers credited for Graces, uh, Hibiki Aoyama. We're, in- we're not sure. The liner notes don't really delve into that much detail. If it is Sakuraba, it's very different from what you would expect from him and from Tales music in general. You know, I, not, not to cut off your thought there, that was what I was about to say earlier, but I don't know. It, it's different. It's very different. Like, I feel like it, it has like an Irish jig sound to it almost. Yeah. And But I still feel like the, the, the flow of the song and the structure and the way it moves from segment to segment does feel very Tales-like. I don't, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to articulate why exactly. It's just one of those things you know when you've played a zillion games in a series that doesn't change substantially between each one. But I love... This is this is great. And this is... 
I, I do really want to play Graces because to me this has more personality than anything I heard in Tales of Excelia. Like, you know, it this has character. <laughs> well, it's interesting the way the battle music works in that game because most Tales games, the battle music plays based on where you are in the story. So you'll have like first third, you have one battle theme, then a big boss battle, and then so forth and so on. Here in Graces, the music is tied to where you are location-wise. So you'll get different music depending on what country you're in or location. This is a later game area that is, I can't really even talk about where or what it is because that is a spoiler and I don't want to spoil, but it's an interesting area. It's supposed to be very different from the rest of the world in the game. And it's very fitting that the music itself is pretty different. Um, I mean, the, the, the first battle theme in the game that plays in like the starting area is very you know, traditional psychodaba, wailing guitars kind of thing. But this is very, you know, you mentioned Irish Jig. I got that feeling too. It feels a bit more organic than yeah. traditional Tales music. So. Like, yeah. like it has sort of hints of that synth thing that Tales has become known for, but much more human and organic and with a sense of place thanks to that, like, like the, the jig part. It's just, it's cool. I like it. Are you well, going to have an episode where you just, we don't actually play the music, we just play you pretending to play the music? I could like do that, all, I suppose. It's an all three of us can be like an acoustic um, acapella band where we just try to recreate the music that we're talking about. That's our April Fool's episode. I'll just play Final Fantasy stuff and I'll be like, bump, 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 <laughs> The problem is Smooth, Mag Smooth McGroove already does that, but he does it well. Yeah. So we would just sound foolish. Maybe we wouldn't. Maybe it's a hidden talent. It wouldn't be a good His joke, or then. ours? All our time is gone. Sorry, as long I want, as... as I want long to as, sing Blue Oyster Cult. As long as Steven sings Melodies of Life, then I'm in. I can sing Dragon Song. That's true. I can pretend to sing Melodies of Life. <laughs> so, right now? I think that pretty oh, much okay. wraps us up for our topic, right? Like, we've finished battle themes. It's We've been talking about doing an episode of battle themes for the longest time, and now we have... And coming up next, we're going to be doing Boss Themes Part 2. Because I realized we actually did do. We did Don't Tease the Octopus with Rob. And oh, Rob yeah. talked about how much he loves guitar and how he doesn't know how to plug into PlayStation. <laughs> it's pretty good. And then the, the third episode. Basically, I'm doing this because we have clever titles. So, Yahtzee. Well, but, also uh, because we've been talking about doing a final boss theme since the show started. And that's we were true, trying yeah. to find a good place to do it. Can't wait to show up, share my picks. Oh, yeah. Well... In that case, let me run through our usual spiel. Audience, thank you, as always, for listening. Please do rate us on iTunes. We haven't done a whole lot of begging you to rate us lately, and I forgot, but you should because it gets us further up on the list and people read it and then everyone, other one else, others listen and uh, introduce your mom to the show. All that good stuff. If you want to email us, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. You can get us on Twitter. I'm at SJMTalis. Mike, you are? I'm at Valkyrie Studio, all one word. Caitlin is. I'm at Leanne underscore Cazero. And you should tell us what you want to hear, ideas you have for topics, because we do keep track of all that. We have a giant list of all the ideas we get, and it helps us, you know, work through and give us ideas and inspiration for what we're going to do. You know, sometimes it's not just a game came out and I made up a topic so I could include a song from it, which I think I did for Xenoblade last time. <laughs> that was the travel themes. Yeah. So, you know, that does happen. Before we finish, I do want to take a moment, uh, you know, I'd like us to not have to do this often because we don't want to do this, this sort of thing often, but at least point out 
uh, when someone who provides the wonderful music that we love passes away, unfortunately. And in this case, uh, in the last few weeks, and I believe it's pronounced Kirill Pokrovsky of Larian Studios, that's the Divinity series, uh, sadly passed away way too young. There's a great video, and I think I'm going to try to find it for the show notes, of him doing a live stream of Divinity music for the Divinity Original Sin Kickstarter. You know, his music is only something that came to my attention when I became a fan of Divinity Original Sin, which itself has a lot of old Divinity music packed in. Um, so, you know, maybe pour one out for uh, someone who provided lots of hours of great art and entertainment for you. Go back and listen to some of his work. There's, you know, untold numbers of YouTube videos, and I'll, I'll definitely find a link to the to their Kickstarter video of him. You know, just, he's got this crazy, awesome presence of like, you know, wild hair, like Doc Brown style, playing on the piano and just like jamming these songs that are, you know, I know so well from the game. So definitely, you know, keep that in your thoughts and we sadly will miss his work in the future. It's not my most articulate tribute, but I hope it's uh, at least heartfelt enough. But, you know, definitely take a listen. And taking us out today, uh, I forgot to do a guest choice. I didn't ask someone from the site. So I very quickly pulled my roommate and said, I demand you give me a song. And I was rude and horrible about it and terrible. And finally, he begrudgingly sent me something. That's not that's not what happened. Is but he still crying? <laughs> he's not still crying, no. The crying has slowed to a taper. But so the track he has selected is Fight Against Monsters from Super Mario RPG, which was on my oh. short list for battle yeah. themes. It's classic Shimamura, and basically he pointed out that this, and I agree, that this perfectly captures what Super Mario RPG is all about, the atmosphere, the tone, it's rhythmic, it it, 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 it works so well that it even helps you time those, you know, the button presses, with the, the special moves, it's upbeat, it's silly, but it still has that sort of sense of drama that Square Enix was totally going for when they made this as Squaresoft, and you know, like, it's almost like, and this is all, I'm paraphrasing his words, but, uh, you know, you have, like, Mario kicks the shell over or Bowser throws Mario and all those goofy sound effects all blend into the song and become part of it because of how well well fitted together it all is. So that's an awesome pick and one that I've wanted on the show for the longest time because that's a great soundtrack. I applaud the choice. We should totally get him on the show. Yeah, we should make him get on the show. That's true. We that's, Well, we had you be a guest on the show before you wrote for us, right, Caitlin? So, yes. And then we hired you. Funny how that works. Huh? Funny how that works. Now we have you on everything. I've, I, I have secretly forced you onto every podcast. I don't understand how it happened. I mean, you, you, you did it to save the day and then fit in well, so it's all your credit, but good work. I'm becoming Miss Podcast. You are becoming Miss Podcast. You and Rob can be Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Don't tell the wife. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't tell. You don't know his wife. You don't know her struggle. She might, she might think it's cool. I don't know. I'm not, we're not talking about this anymore. We are moving on from this topic. Yes. yes. Taking us out. Thank you for Caitlin and Mike and myself. Everybody, as always, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for next month. We got good stuff. And stay tuned for like 800 episodes of Retro Encounter 2. Taking us out is Fight Against Monsters by Yoko Shimomura in Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars.
Back in my day, when I was in Japan, they still had samurais roaming the streets. Every man had his own sword, and he wore an obi to keep it attached to his hakama. Boy, those were the days.